up as we do it. All right. And welcome everybody to another edition of the CarCast. This one is episode number 104. And we don't know yet because I'm driving and Sean is on the phone who we're going to pick for number four. And there's lots of options for number four. It's funny. My first thought is Brendan Dillon wore number four for a while as a Dallas star. So that one sticks out. But there's so many fours, right? Yeah. We're going to go through single digits here and into the teens. And there's going to be, you know, take your pick kind of guys. Oh, wait. No. It's Bobby Orr. Yeah, that's, that's the one. Bobby Orr. Yeah, it's going to be discussion. it's going to be Bobby Sorry. Orr. I don't know what I was thinking. I mean, unless you want to make a case no. for no. Gene Bellevue. No, John Bellevue. Yeah, he's really good. But no, it's Bobby Orr. Hall of Famer. It's Bobby Orr. It's Bobby Orr. Yeah, defenseman of all time. Oh yeah. No, it's Bobby okay. Orr. So Bobby Orr. Let's reset. <laughs> Welcome to the Carcast, episode one hundred and four. The Bobby Bobby Orr. I was almost <laughs> Bobby Orr. Almost going to swear about it. Bobby Orr. Bobby F and Orr. It's the Bobby Orr episode. Stars win 2-1 to one this afternoon in a Sunday matinee against the Chicago Blackhawks. And because it's a matinee, Sean and I are actually Bobby driving Orr, Bobby, with traffic. And Bobby Orr played for the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah, that's not what he's known for. Yeah, no, but there's a very odd picture, if you can find it, of Bobby Orr wearing number four for the Chicago that's Blackhawks. It's weird. It's weird. It's, it's one a of Boston those, Bruin. It's one of those where that may be one of the weirdest, in high, as far as hockey goes, Guys in the wrong spot, right? Pictures, um, like um, it's like like Joe Montana with the Chiefs. Yeah, if, you're, if, you're gonna, if you're gonna look at football, um, Tom Brady with anybody but the Patriots. Yes, yeah, so we could, we could easily have one this fall. We'll um, see. I'm still not convinced, but I, I think it could happen. Yeah, but yeah, Bobby Orr with, uh, I mean, Ray Bork with uh, Colorado was. Yeah, that sucks. But he wanted a cup. So it's so weird that they retired his number. He yeah. was there for 18 months. Yeah, it's I not know, as bad as wild fans, but it's no, still pretty it's bad. No, it's not good. Like, and he, you know, his his 77 belongs in the rafters in Boston, in the Garden. Yeah. All right. So tonight or today, the Stars have a just a, for the second time this week a really good first period. Yeah. And only have one goal to show for it. Now they're winning one to nothing. Mm-hmm. It was very similar to the. Arizona game in that regard. Although Arizona, they were even more of a swarm. But it was just one of those where, hey, two or three goals should have come out of that first period because they were on top of Chicago that badly. Hang on tight. We got oh some breaks boy. going on. Here. Oh, boy. What are all these people doing on the road? People on a Sunday traffic. Cars stopped. Why is this lane stopped? How do we get out of here without getting rear-ended? We're clear we actually now after that guy. Yeah, we're not going to let you do that. We're going to wait a minute. Oh, well, we be would patient. have been. I know, I know. I'm okay. Well, anyway, keep going here. Um, so they eventually do get the goal. Yes. As it came, uh, Joe Pavelski, about what, the 15-minute mark? 15-minute mark. Um, the This is a Joe Pavelski goal. This is a goal. Joe Pavelski goal completely. Um, where shot doesn't even get to Corey Crawford to even cause a rebound in the first place. He does a good job yep. of corralling before he even gets there and tight. Um, really quick reactions around quick, the net. Quick reaction, he? quick finish. So Joe Pavelski now has six goals in his past ten games. He obviously missed a couple for injury. But he passed eight in his first 50? Eight, exactly, in his first 50. Eight and 50, now six and ten for Joe Pavelski. Here's the interesting thing. At the current pace, Joe Pavelski uh, is going to finish the season with the most goals on the Dallas Stars. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing about that is that after the 50-game mark, or basically the beginning of February, nobody would say that Joe Pavelski was going to be the no. Stars' leading goal scorer. No. and Rightly so, because no. he was not scoring. And he has, 
playing at a level now that this is what the stars were looking for when they signed him. And I think part of it was kind of finding that connection. It took a while. Yes. And the other thing, too, is just... I think Pavelski himself will even admit the first half first half of the year wasn't great for him. Um, there was some transition, but even even he's going to hold himself to a higher standard that six goals and uh, sorry eight goals in fifty games is not acceptable. But no, this is the Joe Pavelski the Stars thought they were signing. If this is the Joe Pavelski the Stars have for the rest of the season, they have in the playoffs, and even for some of that second year two and year three of this contract, it's going to look like a good signing. To be fair, the first 50 games made people really scared of what years two and three of the contract look like. Correct. Now you go, all right, that's more like what what we paid $21 million for over three years. And by the way, Corey Perry is also playing by far his best hockey. We're going to get to him soon. I've been really impressed with him. And you know, the funny thing is that his point totals over that run where he's been really good lately, and it's been weeks now, not just a couple of yeah. games, doesn't adequately describe how well he's played because there's been times where he hasn't been rewarded with the points. Yeah. But And, like, for example, in the second period tonight, Perry had a play where he was behind the net, got the puck, swooped around, went across the crease with it, and had Sagan. Sagan had trouble finding it and couldn't score. Yeah. Where it was like, wow, Perry was so good. That should have been an assist. Mm-hmm. Um, but... The second period, Sean, before we get to the other Tyler Sagan, Corey Perry play, was marred by penalties. And, oh, a lot of them. And none of some. them. It wasn't like, oh, hey, the Stars got hosed by some calls. They were all penalties. The only thing the Stars didn't get is the reciprocating calls back. Yeah, no, the, the penalties the Stars took tonight were definitely uh, deserved. Yep. The issue and... Rick Bonus after the game, we asked them about drawing power plays. Um, the only penalty the Stars got, they, they, they had the one that obviously... There were two. There, there was one that led to the penalty shot for Matias Yenberg, yep. and then there was the one that negated the Kubalik goal. Um, yeah, and Kubalik is a good shooter. He is a good shooter, yeah. Um, rookie leader in goals. 26, and only one behind Kane for the team lead, yep. which is more than anybody on the Dallas Stars. Yes, it is. And so... And then after the game, Rick Bonus said, we're getting the time in the offensive zone. We're just not getting the calls. And I said to you before we even turned this on, yep. that is the closest we're going to get to Claude Julian. <laughs> like, obviously, everyone probably saw Claude Julian's more bombastic $10,000 worth of comments of, we're in Montreal, we don't get a power play, and we had to be, it's tough to beat two teams, and he's ripping the officials. I wonder if the Stars lose that hockey game and they're frustrated about it, if there's a different tone. Because it's a lot easier to to brush it off when you score and win the game in spite of a few, like, there were two that really stood out to me. One was in the second period. Jamie Benn was battling in front of the net. The loose puck came behind him. It should have been a hold. And he spun around and he got held. And if he doesn't, I think he gets the puck and scores. Yeah. John Klingberg got called in the first period, rightly so, for a hook on a play where he tied up, I think it was Kirby Doc. I think so, yeah. And it was the right call. He tied him up, but he also, you know, hey, good job. I'd rather you take a penalty than give up a goal. Yeah. And then in the third period, Blake Como got taken out in the uh, offensive zone. And again, it was the two times in the game where I heard not only the players bang their sticks on the bench, the Stars, but also saw Rick Bonus throw his arms up in disgust. And I understand where you're coming from on this, but I also think one of the things we've noticed and learned about Rick Bonus in dealing with him on a day-to-day since the coaching change 
is how even keel he stays with everything right. and his mannerisms with us. I think this is legitimately as close to a call out we're ever going to get from Rick Bones. I, on the no, 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 I'm not saying that Bones would say anything different. I just think that there might have been a different tone. Well, that's a lot of brake lights. Oh, indeed it is. We have some brake lights. So, yeah. So yeah. that short post uh, post game car cast we were going to try to do and get out of here tonight. Might be a little longer. We'll see how it all goes. Right now, Waze is still telling us to go straight mm-hmm. and not avoid this. So, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, so, uh, speaking of penalties, so the starters, penalties, Raddick Fox, it takes a penalty. Yep. Uh, it was a penalty. He cross-checked a guy into Corey it, Crawford. It, it was a penalty. Away uh, from the puck. Ensuing face-off. Blackhawks win it clean. Uh, Goes back to the left point. Left point over to uh, Kubalik. One-timer. One-timer goal. Oh, How- that was a shot, too, wasn't it? Top However, corner. Yes, yes. Beautiful shot. However... Taves takes an interference call. He basically uh, obstructed Tyler Sagan as Sagan was trying to get out to block the pass D to D. Yeah. Trying to not let them get to Kubalik on the shot. Good call. Um, yeah, it was the right call. Good call. Negates the goal. Sets up kind of a really fun, uh, I'll actually say the Fox penalty set up kind of a fun 54 seconds of first you have that, the no goal, then you have the four on four. Essa Lindell on the break comes in soon oh. after. Hits, goes. I thought he scored. I thought he scored too. And at first, it is actually, it, it's funny because we talk all the time about uh, people like, oh, we talk going bar down. Like, like it's like, oh, bar down at school. Yeah. This was actually bar down. This is the actual literal definition of bar two, down. Two of the bar, three posts yes, get hit. Crossbar, straight down. <laughs> and cross the, cross yeah. and hit the other side. Yeah. Yeah. I think it hit the elbow. Didn't, don't you think? On the shot? Uh, I thought it no, went, was a little bit I, inside. But was it, it was, so yeah. it was post, post out? It was went, bar. It was bar. It went right along yeah. the goal line parallel yeah. to it. Didn't cross the line. Hit the left post I don't and think, went out. I don't think it hit the elbow, but I think it hit bar down. How does it hit the crossbar and go that angle, though? I th- yeah, it has the, to have been post. The, the way it... it I, I thought Essa it was, Lindell's backhanders defy the laws of physics. <laughs> the only I, logical I suppose, explanation. That's it. That's that rush is exciting. Then the uh, then the four on four turns into a four on three because the refs actually initially, initially grabbed Essa and put him in the that box. That would have been the they wrong. They grabbed the wrong guy and then they put uh, Hints in the box properly and that actually set up a, another goal for Kubalik that right. actually counted. Um, another power play one timer blast right as the four on three was about to expire. Um, it's funny because I thought it did expire. I thought it was and really I'm, close. I'm yeah. going to nitpick the stats here because yeah. Fox's penalty was at 5.06 of yeah. the second period. The time of the goal was 7.06 according to the game sheet. Yeah. That can't happen. Okay? If it's at 7.06, that's – I know that they sometimes round up, but that's not what they do. So if it's at 7.05 point something, they're supposed to round down to 7.05 on the, the official – Mm-hmm. Right, because there are tenths of a second, it's just not shown on the board. Yeah. Um, so if it should have read seven oh five, if it was less than getting to seven oh six, to be a power play goal. The reason why that's an issue because the stars would have been five for five on the penalty kill. Yeah. Because there were four seconds left on the Taves penalty that made it four on four. When I thought when the puck went in, and and it's just a statistical thing. But I'd like to get one or the other right. Yeah, I agree. And also because now that's seven of the last ten games, the Stars have allowed a power play goal against. It's one where they let one up tonight, but the power play was really good. Penalty kill got a lot Pen- better sorry, penalty kill, after penalty. the start. Yeah, the, penalty- the start with Kubalik's yeah. shot wasn't yeah. great. Yeah. One of them's four on three, I get yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. After that, 
that goal, yeah. then the penalty kill really started to. And listen, Chicago had one power play goal in their last seven games. Yeah, so they'd been very poor. Which is surprising because they have such good skill, but that's the same thing we looked at earlier I use, this year with the I, Stars. So one thing we saw with Chicago tonight, and give Dallas a lot of credit for forcing this, um, and I use this in my, my post-game story, you saw a lot of zip, but a lot of zip on the outside. Yeah. You saw a lot of the, and um, once again, I'm doing hand gestures on a, on a, on a it radio. It doesn't work audio. well with it the car. Cam. It doesn't work, but you saw, a lot of, you saw a lot of zip around the outside, and you take a look at where the shots came from, and you look at the chances, and... The uh, Stars did a really good job of basically forcing Chicago to stay to the outside, and the only real chances they had on the power play were a couple big blasts by Kubalik, and that's really right. it. No, they're um, right. Yeah. Considering how much there was uh, penalty time, the quality chances did not yeah. accurately represent how much time they spent on it, and that was a really good thing. Yeah. The um, So we have the... It's 1-1. 1-1. Second period is kind of filled with a bunch of penalties. Um, You get a... The Stars end up... Because of all of these penalties, the lines get a little bit juggled. You get some odd combinations. Some guys get lost in the shuffle. Uh, Dennis Gurionov, Ropa hints their timing on ice gets lost a little bit, which leads to some other line combinations. Um, And one of those lines that gets kind of newly formed on the fly is uh, Sagan with Ben and Corey Perry. Right. And this sets up the goal that would be the game winner in the 2-1 to one goal um, where Corey Perry makes this is the type of play that is a former league MVP type play. Really high skill. Yeah. Not one you plan. No. But it worked out pretty darn well, didn't it? Yeah, I mean puck is bouncing puck, keeps it up, Sagan goes to the net, and Corey Crawford really has no chance at all. Yeah. On for Sagan's fifteenth goal of the season, there. Yeah. Yep. Like makes it two to one, and then right after that, thirty seconds later, Yanmark has his second breakaway of the game, mm-hmm. stoned by Corey Crawford, who I thought was excellent. He was really game. good. He was really good. And uh, yep, they draw a penalty. So it's funny because the Stars had zero power plays tonight, but there were two actual penalties called. One was on yeah. Taves; it got bookended, so it never actually became a power play. And then the other was this. Penalty shot. A yeah. penalty shot. Mm-hmm. Where Yanmark actually comes in on this one with a, uh, instead of coming in, Yanmark does so much with speed. Right. Um, and which I like. Which he does. Um, but on this instance, he takes kind of the slow, slow looping approach, kind of almost what Jamie Ben likes to typically do on a breakaway right. or, or, or a penalty shot or, or a shootout. And he... Uh, Tries to basically take this this long path and tries to go high blocker and Crawford makes the save. Um, we I, we talked to Amark after the game and I we asked him kind of just the approach on that. Oh, we got a biker. Let's watch out for this guy. Yeah, no, dude, you're in the middle of our lane. You should Why probably are, put a flasher on. Like we or can hardly maybe even should see get him. out of the. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. Good, yeah. good eyes on him. Yeah. All right, we are off the highway for a minute trying to get around an accident on 6:35. I'm sure it's in that same spot because yeah, it's damp out. People can't drive. They go too fast or slide off the road or anything. Probably. Anyway. Um, anywho, so we, t- we talked to The CarCast in- listeners are benefiting from our detour. Yes, they are. Our longer plight tonight. Yes. So, Yan, oh, uh, breaking news on the CarCast. Zach Bogosian has reached an agreement with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Wow. He was, remember, waived and then terminated by... 
the Buffalo Sabres. So yep. Tampa could have claimed him for very little on waivers. I think he's probably even. I, I don't know what the numbers are. He probably got a cheap, probably deal, even cheaper. Right? This he way, got yeah. a buyout, right? Yeah. Or no, it's, it's no, not just terminated. terminated. Right, terminated. You don't get the money when you get terminated. Right. Like Kovalchuk is not getting paid anymore. Mutually agreed to cancel yeah. it so you can keep playing. Yeah. Yep. So, all right. Uh, so, Bogosian to the Lightning. Bogosian that Lightning. adds another defensive depth piece along with Blake Coleman up front that mm-hmm. they traded for. Yeah. That's probably it for them, don't you think? You would think so, right? Um, anywho. So, it's 2-1. to 2-1. to one. Uh, Denmark doesn't score. You go to the third period now. And I thought the Stars show really showed the Blackhawks what their defensive game is about mm-hmm. because I don't think they gave Chicago a lot of really high-end chances to get the tying goal until it was 6-on-5. What did, um, as far as, for your quality chances tonight, yep. what was the final total? 26 to 19 Dallas. Okay. You, you, it was I actually remember that. <laughs> it's, it's interesting because the, looking at, as we talked about in the past car cast, how I look at, I like to look at yours. I like to look at the yep. high danger chances from natural stature. Natural stature tonight had the high danger chances, 14 to one for Dallas. Okay. 14 to 1. Was that 5 on 5 or overall? All situations. Okay. 13 to 1 at 13 to 1 on the uh 13 to 1 at even strength. Yeah, I mean Yeah. Sorry, 13 to 5 on 5. Stars really yeah. dominated 5 on 5 tonight. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if they had stayed out of the box, I think they probably would have had another goal or two. Yeah. And Chicago might not have scored well, they in stay, this game if they, tonight. If they stay out of this box, they stay in this box. They stay out of the box. They probably win this game three nothing. Yes, at least probably get two yeah. goals and then an empty netter yeah. or score three and coast. To, yeah, yeah. I just don't didn't see the stars or Hudobin letting up anything at even strength. I mean, no. the shot that Kubalik scored was an excellent one timer, and Hudobin didn't get it, but it yeah. wasn't far off from it. Yeah. So the stars, they've got the two to one lead. They go into the third period. They really shut everything down. Um, at the, it, Hudobin makes his kind of biggest save with about two and a half minutes left in my mind. Uh, actually, the strap on his mask actually came off. I don't know if you it saw really? that. No, yeah, I didn't see that. With the, with the face save. It would have been interesting if that play continued because that's a play where, as a goalie, you're throwing the mask. You're just throwing your head back and letting just, the mask just, come off to right. get the whistle. Because the rule is now if the mask comes off, the uh, obviously the whistle must be blown right away. That didn't right. used to be the case. Um, but kind of a segue here. At the end of the game, when the Stars are trying to kill down this clock, it's 2-1. to one. Andre Sekera is on the ice, and tonight... You know, I the felt- third period, they switched the pairings? Yes, they did. And that was because of how well Pe- Sekera was playing. Yes, and so, to get to my point, tonight I felt it was Andre Sekera's finest... Um, if you're looking at his highlight moments, like obviously scoring in the Winter Classic is going to be the one that goes first oh, on the Andre, yeah. Andre Sekera highlight package, but as far as... Oh my gosh, what do we got here? <laughs> Well, that guy's mad at this guy yeah. for trying to squeeze into our lane. Thankfully, he didn't hit us, but now yeah. he's going to let him know about it. Yeah. They're, oh, they're matching yeah. speeds. I think road we're getting, rage? I think it's oh, we're getting some road rage. An Ultima versus a Jeep. Ooh. I think the Jeep could run the guy off the road if he I wanted to. Oh, It depends on what physical angle we have here. Yeah. Hmm. I'm just glad he didn't hit us because that was... Yeah. Uh, a little too close for comfort. My well, God. Why is the car cast lately with this rainy weather leading to such ridiculousness? I don't know. Should we just stop at the Farmer's Branch uh, Star Center and just hang out for a bit? There's a bar in there. We could just, like, go in and... We do have to drive home we eventually. We do have to drive so. home. All right. Anywho, uh, Andre Sekera, best game as a star, yep. in my view. Um, and I asked for bonus after the game because Sekera has been in this hard rotation with Roman Polak where it's been... It, it has not been matchup based. It has not been who, how they, well they've played. It's been Roman Pollock plays one game, Andre Sekera plays the next, and vice versa. Yep. And a night like tonight, 
in my view, um, and this is why I asked for bonus about this, is this was a game to me that says Andre Secker should play on Tuesday against Carolina. He looked really good. If he plays like that, you want him in the lineup. Yeah, and so whether that means he plays and Pollock is scratched again or you make another decision. I wouldn't be but, surprised if you did that and, had, and then put Pollock in against Boston. Yeah. Right? Or it, what if Sekera plays like that again? Are we suddenly not going to have Roman play? I feel like they don't want to have that happen. I feel like they don't want to have that happen, but if this is the if you're getting this version of this player, you owe it to yourself as a coaching staff to play him. It, it's too strong of a game to not yes. play. Uh, season high, 24 minutes and change. Yep, 24-40, I believe. played, yeah. if you remember, I looked at this afterwards, he went and played a ton of 20-plus minute games to start the season. Yeah. Then he had that short injury stint, came back and played a 20-minute game, which was in early November, mm-hmm. and then he didn't play and hasn't played 20-plus minutes since. Yeah. So for four months. Now, granted, he was, you know, been at 19.58 a couple of times, but, I mean, he, this was a substantially higher total than we've seen from him since basically the end of October. It was, I mean, it was, yeah, as we said, 24 or 40. Um, most he's played as a star. Yep. And a lot on the penalty kill, but even at 5-on-5, five five, he was really good. Um, you see that Klingberg had one of his lowest, in fact, he had his lowest uh, time on ice of the season that he completed. Yes. Yeah. He got hurt back in the earlier part of the season where he then missed uh, two and a half weeks or so, where he played 14 minutes and left the game due to injury. Yeah. This was the fewest minutes he's played. Now, part of that, Sean, just happens because of the penalty kill. Yeah. And it's funny because Bruce and I were talking about it during the broadcast of the postgame. I said, you know, geez, could you see a situation where you scratched Klingberg and played Pollock and Sekiro? And I said, no. Who said that? Bruce. Oh, my gosh. Really? And the reason why I said is because, first and foremost, part of the reason why Klingberg didn't play more tonight was because of the penalty kill, and he doesn't kill penalties. He's, this, wait, this is an opinion not from a caller? No, this is what he said. He this said, is, I, he goes, I, it, I'm just saying it could, it is a possibility. No, it's not. I know. No, and it's I, not. I, I argued with him. Like, said, I, hold on, hold on. I want to tell you why. I argued with him and said, even if you didn't think Klingberg is at his best, because he's had a couple of low minutes games lately for him, I said, he's one of your two power play defensemen. You're not going to take him out of the lineup. You don't even have to defend yourself I, right now. But I want like, to. It like, was fun. You said, like, some. oh, well, should we, should we scratch Klingberg for Pollock and Sekera? <laughs> I, I thought all of a sudden you said, oh, we had some callers mentioning this. No, you had your co-host bring this up? Yes. Yes, I did. What? I know. I know. That's his second terrible opinion of the day. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, to me, at least. To me, I've had other terrible opinions. I don't know. I don't know. Did he have one to you before? Oh, yeah. He didn't like Jeff's shoes. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah, see yeah, shoes. Yeah. Was that uh, during the pregame scrum? Yeah, and then even Bones, even Bones mentioned how good Jeff Odom's shoes were. I heard so, him say so, that. So, I didn't hear Bruce yeah. say he didn't so, like the so shoes. So full credit to, to Jeff Odom for tremendous shoes. Um, Which, by the way, you're encouraging because you also went avant-garde shoes. You went out of the box. Yes, I did. The other on night. Uh, uh, Friday night. On Friday night, yes. Did not work out well for the Stars for you doing yes, that. Yes, but I don't work for the Stars. I don't either. I mean, I do. You but, do work for the yes, Stars. Yes, but, but the color of my outfit does not affect the outcome of the game. True. Anywho. All right. Um, but the point is, Sean, in the third period, really thought that Udobin was sharp. He had to make some saves. Yeah, he but did. the one that really stood out to me was six on five, Jonathan Taze from the right circle, right about the dot, and a really good blocker by Hudobin. I thought that was their best chance of the third period to tie the game. Yeah, and he also had the couple... The, the one thing that Hudobin is really good at um, is 
He's not. He doesn't have the length Bishop has, obviously, because no. he's not six seven. But he does a really good job of corralling the rebound in a scramble. And there well, was it's a, interesting because Rick Bonus said today to us. I don't know if he said it in the scrum, but he definitely said it to us in our radio interview, where he said there is a difference. He actually mentioned because usually they'll say if Bishop Hudobin, Bishop doesn't matter. This is definitely just in your show. Okay, so he said. In the recording, and you could have heard it if you listened to the radio, but you were busy. He said that there might be some more rebounds in front of the goalie to deal with today be compared to Ben Bishop. He actually said that because usually players just say, well, because you, you ask for a difference in style of how they play the puck. Well, yeah, I mean, the perfect example is you ask any player about, hey, what's it like playing with Bishop versus Hudobin? And the biggest difference is obviously the puck handling. Yes. And they all, the default is oh. always to, well, Anton's really good at it too. Yeah, they, they punch they, it. They, they don't want to say, they don't ever, well, he's not as good. They, they, and, which he's not. He's, he's not, not as bad, good, he, but he's not as good as a puck handling Bishop. He's not, and that's not a—it's yeah. not a negative slight. Yeah. It's just a reality. Yes, and it's a thing that the coaches and the players know and everything like that, but they're not going to say it publicly. So. And so, hearing Bones say that in an interview yeah. really shot up my eyebrows. Of oh, you're admitting that there's a difference. And he said, "Look, it's a different style." But he goes, "But look, he does his job. He stops pucks. Yeah. So it's different than Bishop. He says controls is a little bit better." Which I thought was interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. yeah. Hey, and you got something out of him even when he said, nice try, because he actually had basically admitted, we'll have to talk about that, yeah. about Secker for two days. Okay. So, so lightning round. We're lightning actually round. at the curve. We're good. Let's do it. We're doing this. Uh, let's see. And uh, we, we got by that accident. I think that was the right move. Even that, that was the we right We almost move. got hit by a Jeep. We almost did, and we watched some road rage. But you know what? I feel better for it. Yeah, I do too. Now, like now, I'm yeah. better now that my car didn't get run over. Yes, that would have been. Let's see how far back do we have fun. to go. All right, two hours back. All right, we have to go back a while because I eight 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 hours ago. Oh, by the way, can I interlude here? Yeah, I met Galapagos. Oh, really? Galapagos is a nice gentleman who came over in our post-game show to introduce himself. And he told me specifically he did not see anybody wearing a kilt in the 300 level today. Okay. Which was disappointing. Is his actual name to... Galapagos? No. And I, <laughs> to protect his identity, we'll stick with Galapagos. Okay. He actually said, I'm Galapagos. Okay. So I said, make sure you keep sending those in. Gotcha. He goes, I know I'm not very po- I'm trying to be more positive. I know a lot of my stuff is pretty negative. Yeah. And I said, that's okay. We'll keep. We'll push aside your negativity. Okay, Patrick. Nine hours ago. That interesting was one. I yeah, saw. Interesting collection of names. How are the rosters compiled? He's talking about the alumni game. Yes. Um, essentially, it's guys who are in town and available. And available. And um, and no disrespect to the guys who played in this game, but this is not. Wasn't their A list? Was it? It wasn't the A list. It was. I mean, it was more like even. Um, Brad Lukowicz wasn't there. Who yeah. was one of the good ones. And Vern Fiddler, of course, is coaching now in Kelowna and not yeah. here. Yeah. But it was more of yeah. it was more of it's and this is a mouthful. That's why it wasn't named this. It was more of the five to six Dallas Stars alumni and local youth hockey coaches playing in a game time after the Dallas right. Stars played. Right. That's a bit of a mouthful, so that's why it's just called the alumni game. It's a lot easier to yep. say that. Um, you got to see a little of it from your perch. I yeah. was doing the post game show. Pretty sure I'm pretty sure Marty fixes the game. Marty Jerko. I think Jerko. so. I think really? so. Marty. Marty lets up five to six goals in the first 20 minutes and then... And then tries. And then tries and lets up two in the last there 40. NHL alumni on both teams in this game. Yeah, but... Right? So it's not like he wants to let those guys score, right? Uh, no? 
I'm thinking Marty. I'm thinking Marty fixes the game. All right. I'm highly convinced of that. Do so you think he he decides to lock it down? Oh, he definitely does. All right. He definitely does. All right. Keep going. Stars at center ice. The lightning round is not very quick. If the Stars go on to finish high in the West, should Bones be considered for the Jack? Adams, has an interim head coach ever won? I don't know the answer to that. Do you? I don't know if an interim coach has ever won. I mean, um, I don't yes, yeah, I know. I mean, part of it is the Stars expected to be a good team. They had a bad start and they pulled themselves out of it. They were playing well when the coaching change happened. So, to answer here, here I don't think he will get let, it. Let me, let me rephrase this question for okay. you. He's not going to win it. No. I'm going so he's not going to. The question is should he be? Um I mean he's done an excellent job. The whole staff has. No, I mean look, the Jack Adams typically goes to a coach who turn has the biggest turnaround, right? Yeah. Um Gerard Gallant did it because nobody had ever seen an expansion team do, do well, right? Yeah. A couple years ago for Vegas. And of course nobody had had that collection of expansion draft players as Vegas has had, so that's also a different bar. Um, but usually, like you'll see a team like the Colorado Avalanche go from being one of the worst in NHL history to suddenly a playoff team and go, "Ooh, Jared Bednar yeah. deserves a lot of credit for that turnaround." Who do you think deserves? Like, if you go through your mind real quick, who would you say deserves the Jack Adams right now? Uh, Rod Brendamore. Why? I really like the job he's done with that team after they've kind of gone through a bit of a transition. Boy, and, they, they didn't have Justin Williams for most of it. Yeah. They literally lost their captain after the season. And 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 also, I think part of, and one of the things too for me, and, and, and this is recency bias, it completely and admittedly recency bias, but with what Carolina did last night against Toronto, a, oh, lot, that was incredible. a lot of that to me is coaching, where, hey guys, we are typically more of a running gun team, we're going to shut them down. And they had the lead, yes. and they they obviously they. I mean, they were up four to one, and then it got four to three. Look at this guy, right oh, on boy. red with traffic. Should we honk at him? Let him go. I wanted to. Yeah. If that light was green, I probably honk because I don't want I don't want need the road rage shut up. The person behind him has to be PO'd. Listen, folks, this is a helpful tidbit for all you drivers out there. Right on red is a legal move. With this following proviso or qualification, when it's clear to do so, not if yes. you can squeeze in in front of the guy coming at you. Don't do that. Don't pull out on red in front of a guy. Wait till it's clear. If it's safe to do so, do it. Don't do. Don't be the jerk that you all know you've seen out on the roads <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Also, don't do the pullout where you pull in front of a guy and get into the other lane because you're not holding him up. That's really dangerous too. All right, moving on. All right, so we got Off a, tri- we got a trivia question from Raphael. Um, I've been able to, I, I've been able to watch a game live for the first time in a while. I, I believe he's in, based in Europe. He's a uh, Swiss. Yeah. So trivia question: Two players who were on the ice tonight played together in Europe during the 2012 lockout. Who are they, and what team were they playing for? Um. I, I don't know who all the Chicago players played for because I'm, I mean, assume, I'm uh, assuming that's where the question came. It's got to be the uh, the bigger names were the ones that got so jobs. like so. Sagan went over and played. He played um, in the Swiss League. Perry, did he go? I believe, I'm sure Pavelski did in Kane and Taves. Uh, Jamie, it's got to be one Jamie of Ben each. played in Germany. Right. Um, Andrew Cogliano played in Austria actually. Yeah. Um, I mean, God, if, if I know you don't want a lockout, but that's that'd be really cool for a short period of time. Go live in a European country yeah. for a few months and play. That'd be really fun. 
I don't know the answer to that question. Let's move on. I don't know either. Um, Thank you for the question, though, Raphael. It's a good question, but I don't know the answer, and we don't have a full producer here. Um, okay. What visiting team do you enjoy seeing the most at the AAC? I'm partial to Stars versus Hawks, mostly for the house-divided dynamic that happens. I mean, if you're talking about all the fans in red, it's really fun when the Stars beat the Blackhawks so that you have that sort of contentious atmosphere, but then you go home happy and they're all leaving without the bragging rights. Yeah. Um, actually, Sean, I think with recent history, I think this Nashville home-and-home home in two weeks could be really fun. Yeah, it could be. I mean, as far as, for me, one of the things that I like seeing is um, Colorado from a hockey standpoint. Mm. Um, yep. Nathan McKinnon, that line is just fun to watch. By the way, we have reached the world's fastest green light. Yes, we have. We'll see if we make it. We are it. like five cars back because we have to have traffic here. Yeah. One, two, three. Is it because there's... I mean, this is the longest we've ever seen. This is, this is a lot this. of... This is the longest it's ever My been God. green. Holy cow. They must change it at one and it, or it, midnight it's, or whatever. It's got to be timed, right? Or if there's a, like a line of cars, because that's yeah. that's the longest we've ever seen that. Yeah. My answer was Colorado, just because I like... I, yeah, that I mean, I like, really like... I actually like the Toronto Maple Leafs this year because yeah. of the way they play and open up the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you imagine this version of the Maple Leafs against the 15-16 stars? Oh, seven, How six, wide open? 7-6 final. 8-7 yeah. se- yeah. or whatever. Um, Stefan, just as a comment, there's no way Sakara should rotate with Pollock anymore. Sakara. That's sorry. No, you're saying the old Buffalo Sabres. That's true. Uh, pronunciation before he got to Edmonton and actually said, "Guys, okay. you're saying my name wrong." Coach Kitchen, uh, yay or nay to my proposed NHL rule change? If a team is awarded a penalty shot, said team can choose declining the penalty shot and take a power play. I would have taken the power play today. This is actually an IHF rule in some cases that you can uh, um, you can opt out in the IHF. I believe if you get a breakaway. In this case, the Stars should have gone for five on five. They yeah. were that good. Um, but you, I don't think you should. Uh, Oh, the if, if, oh, don't... No, oh, oh, sorry, sorry. The question is, if a team is awarded a penalty shot, they can decline it for a power play. Right. Um, the numbers actually don't back up doing the power play over the penalty shot. No, the penalty sh- like the average penalty shot, I think the penalty shot conversion rate is close to 36, so close thir- to 37%. To I think it depends um, yeah, on the player, but, but yes, um, I would take the, uh, I would still take the penalty shot. Um, Let's see. Um, I'm I'm with you on that because you have an unencumbered breakaway against the goalie with nobody chasing you. You score. I look good. Shootout guys are what 40, 50 percent. Yeah. Right. You can't pick your shootout or your penalty shot guy, but that's one shot with no defense on the goalie. Take yeah. it. You don't score. Okay, I get it. But like the penalty shot's one of the most exciting plays in hockey. I love it. Yeah. Um, Galapagos, who you met tonight, I did. Said uh, yeah, that one. Uh, Visual terms as well as Monson, okay. Terms. Might as well continue the discussion from the last car cast. Car cast. How many Decker's pillows do you have? Oh, I want to get into that one. Uh, but we didn't get into the details of uh, in the entire house in a particular room, master bedroom. Master bedroom. Let's go master bedroom. I have zero. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't call them decorative, but I have a couple that I. Uh, use a sort of like prop up if I'm reading and then yeah. I throw them on the floor before I settle in. Like the but clo- they're real pillows. They're not like throw pillows. The closest thing we have to a decorative pillow is we have the one extra like bonus pillow that floats around where yes. sometimes it'll end up under my feet um, or sometimes one of the dogs will take it. <laughs> but that's uh, that's it. I have, we have uh, a couple of decorative pillows on our guest room bed yeah. that 
then it's funny when my parents who come and visit fairly often uh, they don't sleep with those there's one that's like a body pillow length and then there's one that's like a square <laughs> those get stacked up in a corner which I always laugh at yeah because they're there for the whole week in the like on top of a dog crate because they have no interest in keeping like remaking the bed to make it look nice or yep. whatever which is funny yeah Anyway. Um, okay. Jason, this is a question just for you. Love the love the car cast going to Bar Harbor for the 4th of July. Oh, I saw this one. Any main recommendations driving from Boston? Okay, if you're driving from Boston, Jason, there's two options. Do you want to get there the fastest or do you want to get there the most fun way? And the fun way is to take Coastal Route 1, which meanders up the main coast through all the coastal towns along the Atlantic Ocean and the coast of Maine. And so if you want to go fast, you take the main turnpike up towards Augusta and then you can either take Route 3 and cut across towards Blue Hill, which is where I live, and then over to Bar Harbor. Or you can go a little farther north and go to Bangor and then cut across. Um, that's not as scenic. If you want to go see the state capitol in Augusta and see the dome building, okay. But if you really want to see a cool swath of Maine, take the meandering Route 1 along the coast. It'll take longer, but you'll go through all these little New England towns, and it's really fun. Once you get to Bar Harbor, there's so much to do. Do a whale watch if you can, if you're into that sort of thing, because it's really fun. Um, there's a great ice cream place, which uh, I think is still... I haven't been to Bar Harbor in a little bit, um, but I think it's called Bill's Chocolate Emporium. It's like a candy ice cream place. You'd love it. But then the other thing about Bar Harbor is a lot of places to walk around. Good, good. Uh, you'd like real pizza. Yeah. It's like the Alamo Draft House. It's a pizza place where you have all these couches and tables and watch a movie. And you actually order pizza and then yeah. they bring it out to you while you're watching your movie. Very nice. And then while you're on Mount Desert Island, which is where Bar Harbor is, Acadia National Park is there. And there's some amazing things there, including... You can drive up to the top of Cadillac Mountain, which is the first spot in the continental United States that the sun touches every day. As fascinating as in depth no, that is. I, I, I'm, go I, no, I'm going to stop you right now, and I I'm going to throw some lightning round into this because it's 7.08. We're at my home. It's time to go to bed. And I, I would like to see my daughter before she goes to bed. Let's do it. Okay. So we're going to throw some lightning into this lightning okay. round. Okay. Do the Actually, star okay. do it quickly. Yes. Do the stars have the same e-bug for all home games, or is the chance no. we she saw... Uh, the stars are this season. They're rotating between two. Oh, that's a half as many uh, as yes. used to be. Used to so be four. They're rotating between two e bugs and um, e bug is emergency backup emergency goalie. backup goalie. And a quick just kind of clarifier that I learned tonight: um, each team there is two different types of e bugs, either a PTO or an ATO, professional tryout or amateur tryout. Last okay. night in Toronto, it was an ATO. If a guy is a PTO, um, he has to count against the salary cap. Interesting. Um, and that, if a guy has played pro hockey in his career, ever, he has to be a PTO. Right. That is why a guy like Kari Lettinen or Marty Turco is like floating around. That's why they would never be a PTO. The Stars intentionally have eight. What do you mean, never be a PTO? They'd never be the e-bug. E that's what they, you mean. They would never be the e-bug. That they, and because they don't want to. Well, yeah, and the Stars, that, yes. and the star, <laughs> So the Stars intentionally have ATOs because... It doesn't if, count on the count. If you're going to have a PTO, you have to double-check every game that it would work for the other team's cap situation. Well, oh, not just yours. Just yeah, yeah. because you're high, you're assigning them for for both teams. Interesting tweet I saw today, Sean, which uh, came from Daryl Wolski, who's one of the agents. Yes, Daryl is. Did you a, see that? I did see that. Where it said that the league might actually be considering adding what is the equivalent of a bullpen catcher. I actually love for the idea. an NHL team, which is a third goalie 
that could practice with the team all the time and then be there to suit up if needed as a third. Um, I love the idea. My question to you is, who do you think is a good candidate for that? Because it's not a developing guy who you want to play games to try to develop into the, the backup like. Like, Landon Bow in the playoffs was a perfect spot, but in the regular season, you'd want Landon Bow or Jake Ottinger well, playing. Say say something like that existed. So do it you would, pull a Mike McKenna No, that, that was actually going to be my example. It's, <laughs> say, it's, it's a perfect example where it's the place where you get those 30... It's got to be the AHL veteran. It's the AHL veteran who's at the end of the career, and they're extending it by two or three and years. And they can make some money, Yeah, travel in the NHL, mm-hmm. practice and, and stay sharp, but they wouldn't play a game forever, right? Yeah. All right, next one. Could be the last one. We don't have to do them all today. Yep. I know we like to. I know, but we also have families. I know. Um, more disappointed that they didn't introduce Cog's dog, Charlie, or that he's not named Dog Liano. <laughs> That's funny. Um, Tyler Sagan was on our post-game show tonight, Sean. He said not only did he love the fact that Cogliano brought his dog out, but he said, I guarantee you, when I do my thousandth game, I'm bringing all, all three. three. And he said, they're going to have to go on a diet because they're all a little chunky right now. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? That would be great. Oh, look. A lot of people that are dog lovers, their dogs are part of their family. They're like they're part of their children. Tyler doesn't have any kids as, as of the moment. Mm-hmm. And he would want to celebrate with his family of his furry dogs. So yeah. why not? I thought, I think it'd be really cool, but Tyler's at seven thirty four, I think yeah. tonight. So about, so we got a ways to go. More seasons. 266 games left. So I, at least three more years. No, I, it would have to be into the fourth. Cause if he plays 82 times three is 20, uh, two forty six. All right. I'm going to, we're going to, we're a bunch of questions, but we want to see our family. So I'm going to end with this fun one. Okay. Yes, that's fine. From, from text to, 29. You don't have to answer everybody's all the time. Okay. If you could add one player from the 99 stars for this year's playoffs, and it's that version of the player, who would it be? <sighs> okay. There's, there's three, well, there's six hall of famers on that. Yes, there are. Um, Oh my God. Well, the first three that jumped to mind are uh, Lettinen, Yuri Lettinen, Mike Madano, and Sergei Zubov. My, so my, but then you have Ed Belfour. So, oh, I, Darian Hatcher. So here's Brett Hull. So for me, it's 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 Brett Hull because my my, my, my my initial thought was was, was Zubov right away. I'm yeah, like, okay. I my, 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 my initial thought was Zubov. But then I look at this team and I think of the need. And I think of adding that version of Brett Hull, the goal scorer, oh, what it could add finisher. to this team. Yes. Uh, Mike Madano, or Madano, not the Canadian version. Madano. Madano. Mike Madano in this rule set without the clutching and grabbing yeah. would be amazing. So I think I'd go Madano, even though Hull makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, Yuri Lettinen would be amazing, but the Stars already do a pretty good job of locking yeah. down. So I'm going to go Madano. Yep. Good answer. Everyone, nine days until the next uh, car cast, I think? Yeah, and Along it with... probably will be Connor McDavid and the Oilers because they say he's playing tonight. Yeah. Everyone, uh, enjoy the deadline. and um... Yeah, we no trade deadline talks today. No trade deadline That's talks. That's good. We'll talk afterwards.